Welcome, everyone, to the Fantasy Fessionals Football Podcast, part of the Sports Pros Network, where we're always talking sports, so let's start the conversation. I'm your host, Keith Needham, and I'm joined in studio, as always, by my co-host and good friend, the Fantasy Fessional himself, Jeremy Butterball Van Curen. Butterball, how are we doing this evening, bud? I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? Doing well. Hey, excited to uh, to record this pod with you. Go over week three NFL action. Go over uh, some previews and some picks for week four. We got the uh, NBA Finals kicking off tonight, right? We're watching Lakers and Heat as we record this pod here uh, on Wednesday evening. But uh, a lot of good sports to talk about, brother. But before we start talking about it, Man, as always, we got to show some love to our sponsor, and that's Chalk Sports Bar. Chalk is Oklahoma City's premier luxury sports bar located in Chisholm Creek Plaza at 1324 West Memorial Road. Follow Ben, Chad, and the whole Chalk team on the web at chalkokc.com or follow them on Twitter and Instagram at chalkokc. It's the best damn sports bar in Oklahoma, and there's no better place to have a conversation about the NFL and watch all the action unfold on Sundays. Always the favorite, it's Chalk Luxury Sports Bar. The best damn sports bar, period. Absolutely. Well, Butter, let's get right into it. Let's start with the good news and bad news segment, man. So, good news. Joe Montana, still out there making saves, man. He, he's he's, he's li- willing his team to victory, although in a very, very different manner this week. Uh, kind of kind of a neat story that kind of popped up. And, and, and to say neat, kind of scary, I guess, if, uh, uh, if, you're, if you're a grandparent or a parent. But apparently thwarted an attempted kidnapping of his uh, baby infant grandchild. Uh, some some crazy lady, I guess, breaks into the house or something. Again, the details are a little uh, uh, fuzzy right now as to what they've let out into the media. Uh, but um, uh, Joe and his wife uh, kind of talks this lady off the ledge, gets them to give them the baby back, and uh, uh, calls calls the cops after that. But uh, Joe Montana still making it happen, man. So so kudos to Joe, and uh, you know God bless him, and uh, glad that the uh, the baby is going to be okay. It sounds like right, butter. Yeah, man. I mean, from from what I've read, I mean, it sounds like they've had to they had to pry the baby away. But I mean, I mean, good for him. I mean, um, Joe Montana. You know, I mean, like he was a hero quarterback whenever we were growing up. Uh, played with the Forty ers uh, and the Chiefs. I mean, hadn't played since like ninety three or ninety four. But I mean, he's always going to be a, a football legend. I mean, in our eyes, and you know, I mean, for the younger generation, I mean. You ought to go look look up Joe Montana if you Montana if you've never heard of him. I mean, because he was a hell of a quarterback. Yeah, not not to be confused with Joe Montana, the, uh, the, yeah. the best best tackler <laughs> since uh, yeah the Water Boy, right? So love love that quote, love that line. But uh, now kudos to Joe, and again, glad everybody's okay. Uh, more most importantly, but uh, bad news, butter uh, story broke yesterday, man. So we've had our first COVID outbreak in the NFL and it appears to have uh, postponed the Titans and Steelers game this Sunday now again still up in the air about that is that game going to get pushed to Monday Tuesday are they going to try to reschedule it for later in the season not quite positive yet as of recording this pod here on Wednesday evening it was bound to happen right so it seems like it was a COVID outbreak in the Titans camp uh, that's kind of led to this um, this postponement here but your thoughts on this butter again probably an inevitability right yeah, I mean, I mean, it sucks. I mean, um, these guys are trying to to be as safe as they can, be be as cautious as they can. I mean, it just sucks, you know. I mean that um, that they're trying to take the the proper precautions, and I mean, it, this stuff kind of keeps popping up. But you know, I mean, hopefully, I mean, they move it back maybe into the first part of next week. Uh, I think they're they're saying possibly Monday or Tuesday. You know, I mean, extend the week four until then. 
who knows? I mean, it's kind of one of those deals you have to take kind of day by day, you know, hour by hour. I mean, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll know uh, something probably by Friday. So I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. And it sucks because you know, the, the it still or takes away, you know, kind of steals a game from us, you know, Steelers and Titans is going to be a big game. This week. Both, the, both yeah. those squads were three and O and uh, was one of the going to be one of the marquee matchups uh, this uh, weekend and week four in NFL action. So, so sucks on that, but again, hopefully they get to reschedule that game. And, and maybe it's not quite as bad, right? They go through the contact tracing and find out uh, anybody and everybody that may have been exposed to it. They can kind of quarantine those respective players, coaches, staff off, and, and maybe they can still have the game, uh, although be although not Sunday afternoon, but maybe they can get that game in on Monday or Tuesday. And um, we'll we'll stay tuned there and, uh, and see what Stay away from the strippers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, right? So, um uh, where where it comes from and uh, and how those guys got it, I'm sure the uh, the truth uh, uh, will, will it won't won't leak out for a while for sure. But uh, again, hope everybody's going to be okay on that front. I know uh, Coach Vrabel. I think he had he had you know mentioned that some of the guys were having some flu like symptoms. So you know some of the uh, hopefully more mild symptoms that uh, uh, folks get whenever they contract that virus for sure. But uh, uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on that and see what happens. But you know, talking to some of the action that unfolded in week three, Butter, we had some wild shootouts and some crazy finishes yet again. And we, we got to start off uh, up in Buffalo, man. The Bills find a way to win a game 35-32, but find a way to win a game that they were ahead 28-3. to And you want to talk about collapses. We saw a collapse on Saturday with our Sooners against Kansas State, but the Bills kind of lost track and, and, and let a squirt, you know, pissed away a 25 point lead to let the Rams come all the way back and take the lead, but then find a way to win the game in the end. But uh, your thoughts on a wild matchup against two pretty good teams, I think. But I think both the Rams and the Bills are going to be okay this year for sure. But uh, Bills find a way to win, uh, improve to 3 and 0. But your thoughts on that crazy game? Man, I, I watched most of it, you know, I mean, and, um, the Bills got out to a, like like you said, a twenty eight to twenty eight to seven, twenty eight to three lead, something like that. The Rams, I mean, with uh, Jared Goff, I mean they they just kept kind of inching into that lead and eventually took the lead, where uh, Josh Allen had to go down there and at the end of the game go win the game. I mean, but uh, both quarterbacks looked really really good. I mean, I'm really excited for. Um, for Josh Allen this year. I mean, like he's one of my fantasy uh, quarterbacks. I mean, he's doing really, really well. Um, the Bills defense, I mean, it makes plays. Uh, like I said, they, I have their defense as well, but it makes plays when they need to make plays. And they made enough plays to win this game. Like I said, you know, I mean, it looked like it was going to be a blowout, but um, but Goff and the Rams, they – found a way to, to uh, claw and um, inch their way back into this game. And, I mean, made it a really exciting game. Good NFL game, though, for sure, on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned that, you know, uh, uh, Josh Allen leading the Bills down the field to win the game, uh, throws a touchdown pass to uh, Tyler Croft with 15 seconds left. They make the extra point and win at 35-32. But um, it was, was really an enjoyable game. And, again, I think – Two teams that will probably be in the playoffs. Uh, you know, we fast forward three or four months from now for sure. But uh, uh, two quality football teams there, um, and, and it really came down to the final final seconds. And that, that's what you always like to see—an exciting finish. Um, you know, the big marquee matchup I think for Week Three, Butter, was that of the Monday Night Football game: the Kansas City Chiefs traveling to take on the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens were favored in that game by three, three and a half, depending upon what book you had at kickoff. The Chiefs looked good, man. 
They they won that game and they looked dominant. Uh, again, they I think it was 27-10 at half. Uh, the final score ends up being 34 to 20. Ravens looked like they were going to try to make a run in the second half, and then the Chiefs come back and score a touchdown uh, to kind of put things away. But uh, Patrick Mahomes, he's really good, man. What what else do you say? But uh, your thoughts on Chiefs and Ravens for Monday night? Man, I mean, I thought Patrick Mahomes looked really good. I mean, he controlled the game. The biggest stat line from from this game is uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson was the leading rusher for both both teams. I think he had 83 yards. But you look back at his passing stat line, 97 yards, and I think that is the first time in his career that he has actually started a game and didn't have over 100 yards. I mean, they they uh, he could not pass the ball. I mean, uh, had trouble in the pocket. Whatever the KC defense did, in that game, I mean, it worked. If people want to know how to stop Lamar Jackson, they need to go back and look at this film. Chiefs, I mean, they're definitely um, they're coming off a Super Bowl win. I mean, they're firing on all cylinders. I mean, they looked good. The defense looked good. Their quarterback play looked good. Everybody's making plays. So, I mean, they're an exciting team to watch. Um, I look forward to watching them the rest of the year. So. Lamar Jackson came out and said in the postgame you know, press conference that you know, the Chiefs seem to be their kryptonite to a certain degree, right? They can't get over the hump there for whatever reason. And, and yeah, it, it was a, an impressive performance, you know, more so perhaps from the Chiefs' defense, right? I think you and I both uh, thought the over was the pick in this game last week. I think the total was 56, and so I, I think the game may have ended up going under when it was all said and done, 34-20. 54 total. I think we liked a lot of points, but you know the Chiefs kind of upheld their end of the bargain, but the Ravens didn't. So the Chiefs' defense put in a, put in a good shift as well. And I mean, as as a from a fantasy standpoint, I mean, like in one of my leagues, I have the Chiefs' defense, and so I went and picked up. Depending on what kind of league that you're in, I mean, uh, some people are defensive heavy. I mean, uh, it's most of the NFL leagues I'm in is definitely not like our college league, like where if a, a a team scores 34 points, you're minus 34, and then you subtract, uh, like, your turnovers or you get whatever. I mean, yeah, like – You get so, added back, yeah, positive yeah, points I, for turnovers. Yeah, positive points for turnovers touchdowns, or touchdowns yeah. and stuff. Uh, I mean, like, most NFL leagues aren't like that. But so I went out and picked up the Bills defense, and that bit me in the ass. So. <laughs> <laughs> Should have just stuck with who you had, right? Dance with who brought you. So, um, you know, a big impressive performance from the Chiefs. And, and again, you know, you always think – from these teams that win the Super Bowl, is there a little bit of a hangover, right? They, they celebrate uh, uh, a little too long in the offseason, and maybe they have to shake off the rust before they get into the groove. But that has not been the case for the Chiefs thus far. I, I know they had a, had a near miss last weekend against the Chargers, right? And so they end up uh, uh, winning a close game there, winning in overtime. But when when the bright lights are on, that opening game against the Tex- Texans, and then obviously this Monday night game against the Ravens, they, they perform at their absolute best. And so impressive performance. And again, I we're going to have to deal with Pat Mahomes and this uh, Patrick Mahomes. I think his mom come out and said she preferred everyone call him Patrick. Uh, so I definitely want to do what mama says there. But uh, And he's th- expecting too. <laughs> yeah, congrats to them, right? So, again, we, we talked about it in the preseason pod, Butter, I think. Is, has anyone had a better 
2020 in the shitty 2020 season than Patrick Mahomes, right? You win the Super Bowl, you get a $500 million contract, you get your Super Bowl ring, you get engaged. And now, yeah, earlier this week, they they announced that they're expecting their first child. So Probably kudos. a good-looking kid, too. Yeah, kudos to him. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure it will be. His uh, his fiance is definitely uh, uh, easy on the eyes for sure. But uh, uh, kudos to them. Congrats uh, on that front. And uh, hope uh, mama and baby and everything goes well on that. But, uh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, great 2020 for him. So, and again, he's an easy guy to root for seems to be a genuinely good dude um and is playing at the absolute peak of his powers right now so fun to watch each and every week but but we got to talk about our team the dallas cowboys they find a way to lose a close game yet again um they fall behind they come back and take the lead uh 31 to 30 and then let russell wilson cook all the way down the field uh, to score a touchdown late in the game. And the Cowboys had time. They had a chance to kind of come back and score a game-tying touchdown. But uh, the drive ends up petering out. They ran out of time, essentially. Uh, Seahawks win a close game, 38-31. We liked the over in this one, so so we were right on that point. Uh, the Seahawks end up covering the spread. But your thoughts as a Cowboys fan on this one? Another disappointing loss from a Cowboys perspective here, Butter. Uh, they, they're at 1-2, and two, but 1-2 and two tied for first place in the NFC East, which, uh, again, kind of, Talk tells you a little bit about how terrible that uh, that division is, but uh, your thoughts on Cowboys and Seahawks from Sunday afternoon? I mean, I'll start out with saying this. I mean, I think the the Cowboys. I mean, they've kind of played like a tough schedule. I mean, like the Rams are two and one. I mean, the the teams that they have played. I mean, are have been really good on offense in all their games this year. I mean, but we kind of dug ourselves a hole, you know. I mean. We had uh, some missed extra points, <clears throat> had the safety, which really killed us. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, we never could get the running game going. I mean, we, we throwing the ball, I mean, I thought Dak looked really good. I mean, we did well throwing the ball. Uh, like you said, I mean, we just, um, it was kind of one of those games like where uh, Seattle would go down and score, then we would match them. And, when we, and Dallas ended up actually taking the lead, but. You know, I mean, if we don't miss extra points and um, have that safety, I mean, it's a completely different game. I mean, do I think the Cowboys are still a good team? Absolutely, I do. I think that they're going to win the NFC East. I think their schedule gets easier when they start playing NFC East teams because I think the the teams in NFC East cannot compete with the Cowboys' offense. But, you know, I mean, we're 1-2. and two. Am I happy with 1-2? and two? Not really, but... We've played some tough opponents, and I, I like I said, I think the schedule gets easier. Playing these tough opponents is definitely going to help them uh, later on in the year. I mean, it, it you you know what a good team is going to look like, and we faced some really good teams already. <laughs> Three yeah, games into the year, <laughs> yeah, kind kind of kind of interesting, kind of wild that they haven't had a had a division game yet, right? So yeah. they're not they're not they're not going to have a division game this weekend, right? They have the Cleveland Browns coming to town, and and maybe that's one of the easier games on the schedule, right? We'll see. I mean, the Browns have looked good the last two games, and they're they're two and one, have a winning record coming into that one, but uh, yeah, kind of wild that uh, we're this deep a quarter of the way through the season, they haven't had a division game yet, but. You, know, you thought that there was a little bit of life, you know, um, uh, Diggs makes the big play on DK Metcalf, kind of a la or shades of Deshaun Jackson, right? Right before you get to the end zone, you know, whether you're dropping the ball or Leon Lett. As, no, that's what I was uh, thinking. Don Beebe and, and Leon mm-hmm. Lett. <laughs> 
you know, <laughs> easing up before you cross the goal line and, you know, a big touchback and a big swing there. That was essentially kind of a 14-point swing because I think the Cowboys get the ball and go down and score after that. And so, hey, we got some momentum. Uh, but Russell Wilson, again, my preseason Super Bowl pick, uh, the Seahawks, and, and Wilson has – Kind of Sam Ellinger S, right? We talked on the college football podcast earlier, Butter, that Ellinger just kind of has that that vibe to him that he's not going to let his team lose. And I think Russell Wilson kind of has that vibe in the NFL this year, right? And and he's finally got some talent around him, right? DK Metcalf and Lockett um, out on the edge, uh, Chris Carson at running back who who, who was injured uh, and it's questionable, I think, coming into this uh, week. And there was some controversy about the Gator role. Uh, from the uh, Dallas uh, defensive lineman on that, which the replays don't look good. It looked like a dirty play for sure. And so you hope that uh, Chris Carson, Oklahoma State product, uh, local ties to us uh, here, that he's going to be healthy and be able to bounce back from that for sure. But, uh, again, I think when it's all said and done, this will be a loss that Cowboys fans will look back on and say, that's not a bad loss per se because the Seahawks are pretty good. And so that might be a team that uh, we have to face in the playoffs uh, a few months from now. But, again, I don't think there's – not not time to hit the panic button yet from a Cowboys perspective. The division's awful. Nine and seven probably wins the division. Uh, and it, I think you're right, Butter. I think once we get into division play, you know, arguably that's five or six wins just because those other teams aren't uh, very good. Uh, and so I think it'll balance out when it's all said and done. But, uh, yeah, they need, we, we, they need to get things back on the, track. We can yeah. face the Rams again, too. I mean, like I said. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, you know, the Falcons, you're – your preseason pick, didn't you pick them? That was my yeah, yeah most surprising team. I yeah. had I liked them to cover the seven and a half wins. Uh, that uh, that the, that was their futures bet out in Vegas, and uh, yeah, not not a great start. They're zero and three. They find a way to collapse and lose yet another game this weekend against the Bears. Uh, they haven't come out to a big lead. They give up twenty points unanswered in the fourth quarter to Nick Foles, who comes in. Uh, in in place of a Mitch Trubisky-led offense that was kind of stagnant through three quarters. Uh, Foles comes in, leads the Bears to an improbable come-from-behind victory. Improbable against most teams, not against the Falcons, right? They've kind of made a habit of shitting down their leg and, and giving up these big leads uh, <laughs> over the last couple of years. But you know, I feel bad for Falcons fans because I think that offense is, is incredible. I mean, they just have – they're uber-talented on offense and the defense – uh, kind of lets them down. And, again, this was a kind of a team collapse in the fourth quarter. You can't just pin this all on the defense. Yeah, a, a crazy, crazy finish in that one. Uh, you had the Titans, a crazy finish, uh, beating the Vikings 31-30 there uh, on a uh, – not not a last-second uh, field goal, but kind of a last-minute field goal. That was goal. back and forth, um, Yeah, that was a fun game there. So, uh, for sure, the Titans. Titans are 3-0, and haven't covered a spread yet, which is kind of an interesting stat there. Uh, and, again, we talked about them, that game. Who knows when that game against the Steelers will kick off uh, later this week or later in the season. Uh, and then the Steelers, again, they they uh, find a way to kind of come from behind and beat the Texans um, and, and come back and win that game 28-21. And they're 3-0, and kind of a not maybe not an improbable 3-0, and but uh, interesting 3-0 and for sure. Uh, but uh, your your thoughts on some of these games here, Butter? Well, I mean, like the, the Titans and the, the, the Vikings, I mean, uh, that was a tale of two great running backs. I mean, uh, you had uh, Derrick Henry and you had uh, Dalvin Cook. Both of those guys, I mean, are fantasy studs, you know. Um, both of those teams love to run the ball. I mean, the, the takeaway from, from Minnesota, I think, has to be Justin Jefferson. I mean, a rookie wide LSU receiver. rookie, yep, yep. Yes. I mean, he looks really, really, really good. 
The Bears, you know, I mean, I think me and you had t- touched on this at the first of the year. Uh, we had touched on how how long is the rope or uh, how long is the string on Trubisky, and um, you know, I we mean, found out two and a half games. That was well, about that was that was the that was the leash. Well, uh, two wins and a half a win, which I mean, the Bears' offense did not look good versus the Falcons. I mean. Um, Nick Foles, I mean, he led him to three touchdowns. So, obviously, I mean, they were – I think they were down um, – was 26 it? to 10. 26 yeah. to 10, yeah. So, I mean, and, and that is that is what is so frustrating with the Falcons. The Falcons have a lot of offensive power. I mean, um, I mean a guy that does not get enough props, which, I mean, you um, – me and you had talked about him earlier, Calvin Ridley. You know, I mean, um, who's not even supposed to be like the number one wide receiver – on that team, Julio Jones is supposed to be, but Calvin Ridley uh, does not get the props that, that that he deserves. But I mean, he's been an absolute stud this year. That high-powered offense. I mean, I just can't figure out. You know, I mean, how they can't win games. I mean, obviously, I mean, it, I think it goes back to their defense. Their defense is just not that good. But I watched a lot of the Bears game, and like whenever Nick Foles came in, you know, I mean, they they showed that stat on. Uh, what he did with the Eagles, like, you know, I mean, uh, Super Bowl winning quarterback. And now it's his job to lose. I mean, obviously, I mean, Nick Foles knows how to win football games. I mean, he done it with the Eagles. I mean, kind of the Jaguars, I mean, not a very good fit. I think it was a money move, right? So I think uh, he got a contract. Yeah, a money time. move. Yeah. And I mean, probably really didn't get his chance either, which, I mean, it's a good thing he's not with the Jaguars anymore because that's a dumpster fire. But, Hopefully the Falcons figure it out. I mean, I like Dan Quinn as a coach, but, I mean, I really do think he's running out of time. Um, like the Steelers, I mean, props to them for being 3-0. and They handled the Texans, um, which the Texans, I mean, I still can't figure them out. I mean, um, by looking at them, you would think that they would have at least a win or two. I mean, with Deshaun Watson, David Johnson, but main wide receiver is Randall Cobb, and, I mean, he's a – He's a seasoned veteran. <laughs> I mean, so. Yeah, bit of Packers and Cowboys the last few years, I think, yeah. right? So, so yeah. I mean, who, who knows? I mean, like, I think, honestly, like, um, on our next podcast, what we need to discuss is who's the first one to get fired? Is, is it uh, Bill O'Brien or is it Dan Quinn? Whoever gets the six losses, because I think whoever gets the six losses the first is going to get fired in the middle of the season. Yeah, and and those guys they they they're running out of room, right? Their their leash uh, might be four games uh, at the max for sure. But uh, you know we'll we'll follow that and kind of touch on and that next. Two week. talented but teams. I mean, some of, some of the other games around the league. You know, we'll we'll quickly just kind of recap the scores. Browns uh, win big over Washington, thirty four twenty. Again, Browns coming to town to take on the Cowboys. We'll talk about that game. Uh, Patriots looked really good in in a win over the Raiders, right? I think a lot of smart money, you know, was kind of thinking the Raiders might uh, might cover the spread and and kind of keep that game close. Uh, but Patriots win a uh, big 36-20. Uh, 49ers, this is one where I outthunk myself here at Butter. So I was trying to get cute, and I thought the Giants might be game. 49, I was surprised Yeah, with that 49ers game. just dominate the Giants 36-9. to This was an ass-kicking. And, again, a depleted 49ers squad. Yeah, they had Nick Mullins in that quarterback, who's a very capable backup, right? He's come in and played well over the last couple of years uh, in spots for uh, Jimmy Garoppolo whenever he's went down. But uh, um, that was kind of a surprising result for me. Bengals and Eagles end in a tie, 23-all. Uh, Smoking first, Joe Burrow. First tie of the season here. 
Uh, again, kind of a, you know, a weird ending here to this game to where I think the Eagles had an opportunity to kick a field goal maybe in overtime, towards the end of overtime, uh, to, to win the game. Uh, they get a false start or delay a game penalty. It backs them up. And it would have been like a 60-something yard field goal. I can't recall. Uh, but they decided to go ahead and punt. And it's almost like they were satisfied with the tie, which was kind of an interesting take uh, that late in, uh, in overtime. But uh, uh, your thoughts on that one, Butter? Well, I do want to remind you who my uh, NFL rookie of the year was. Burrows looked legit, man. So the the, team, the offensive line around him is terrible, and he gets a ton of opportunities to throw the ball because they're usually trailing. So He, he um, looks like an NFL quarterback yeah. when he's out there leading that team. I mean, bless his heart. I hope they can keep him upright for the whole season because he took some vicious shots in this game against the Eagles. Some, a couple of them may be cheap shots, to be honest with you, but yeah. I'm, I'm hoping they can keep him upright for 16 weeks. The, the, the other thing is, you know, I mean, like they've got Joe Mixon, you know, with Cincinnati, I mean, and – I have him have him in one of my leagues, but you know, I mean, they're always behind. So I mean, he he doesn't get their touch. He doesn't get the touches because usually they're trying to pass. You know, so I like Joe Mixon. I wish he'd get more touches, but I mean. They can't seem to get ahead that much. Yeah. So. No, I think it's going to be a struggle for them to. Uh, but he's he seems like the real deal. I think he's he's very worthy of the number one overall pick, and I think he's a he's a he's going to be a legit quarterback for many years. I, to come. I think he's going to be a leader. I mean, yeah. really, yeah, yeah, I agree. So. Uh, Buccaneers dominate the Broncos twenty eight ten. Lions. We kind of talked about this kind of a funny line here, but the Lions beat the Cardinals twenty six twenty three, and kind of a little bit of a balancing act there. Maybe the Cardinals not quite a team that deserved to be. Three and O, perhaps, and uh, it kind of bit, uh, snuck up and bit them in the rear there against the Lions, and then um, the uh, the Sunday night game, I believe, uh, Packers and Saints, right, thirty seven thirty on that one, um, and that that was kind of a, a high scoring shootout, which it seems to be all that the Packers are involved in this year, right? So yeah. Aaron Rodgers is kind of on a vendetta this year. He's just been incredible through the first three weeks. I think the Packers are averaging like forty one points a game or something through the first three games, but uh, they hold on. Down in New Orleans against the Saints, uh, 37-30, uh, big, big win for the Packers there. I actually got offered a trade last week in one of my fantasy leagues. I actually got Aaron Rodgers for D.J. Moore, receiver for Carolina. Did you execute on it? What'd you, what, uh, which side are you on? You're getting Aaron Rodgers or you're giving up Aaron Rodgers? I'm getting Aaron Rodgers. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, I would take him at this point. So. <laughs> and I started him, and he was – in fuego. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has just been, again, he, he seems to be pissed off against the league right now, right? And I know there was a lot of scuttlebutt back in April whenever the Packers took Jordan Love in their first-round draft pick, and uh, he he didn't take too kindly to that. And I think he's going out showing people that he's not done yet, and uh, he's been he's been on fire through the first three weeks. Well, they mentioned that during the game. They yeah. said, look, I mean, hey, Packers, you know, I mean, you could have anybody you want in the first two rounds and they go out and take a quarterback. And I mean, really, I think it's, I think it's pissed him off. I mean, I think they pissed in his post toasties. He is showing that he's got some fuel left in the tank. So, I mean, uh, well, one thing that's helping him too, is that he's got a, a decent running back behind yes, him, Aaron Jones. Yes. They've been able to run the ball really, really well. Uh, and, and so, you know, Devonte Adams has kind of been hampered with a hamstring injury whenever he comes back full strength, uh, that'll only make them better. Uh, Alan Lazard had a big game for uh, Iowa state guy, yes, yeah. a big 12 guy had a big game against the saints, 140 yards and a touchdown there. But, uh, um, no, they, they look salty, man. And they look to be the class of that NFC North. Right. So I know the bears, uh, are somehow three and O as well, but a different, 
different type of three and zero. I think right. uh, between those two teams, I think the Packers are on a different level right now. But uh, you know, one one interesting story that popped up earlier this week, Butter, uh, was that of the NFL. Uh, sending out kind of an ultimatum to some of these coaches on the sidelines that are having problems keeping their mask up and wearing their mask uh, throughout the games. I think Sean McVay is one of them in particular, the uh, the Los Angeles Rams coach that uh, just seems to kind of have it around around his chin more often than not. And uh, they, they sent out a pretty nasty memorandum to the league saying, hey, knock it off. Otherwise, we're going to start suspending coaches because I think some of the coaches got fined after week two, right? It was 100 grand, yeah. too. It wasn't, wasn't an insignificant amount of money uh, saying, if that's not going to work, we're going to suspend you or we're going to start taking away draft picks. But your thoughts on this response from the NFL after three weeks saying, hey, we've told you to wear the mask. You're not doing it. Now we're really going to start hitting you where it hurts. But uh, um, seemed to be a pretty stiff penalty for sure, Butter. The coaches, the players, I mean, there are people uh, that, a lot of us look up to, uh, you know, I mean, they're on TV people in general don't like wearing the masks, but if it's a requirement and you see like a coach or a player or whoever it is, you know I mean? On TV doing the, what they're supposed to do and doing the right thing. It makes it easier for people in general to, to do the right thing. Not that it's, we like doing it, but if it's a requirement for your job, people that look up to you will follow the same suit, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, those guys, they're, they're marketable folks, right? So they're out there in the public. Uh, and, and I think it's important that the NFL kind of has a consistent message amongst all the you know, players, coaches, staff, everyone. And so you understand why they're doing it. Again, you, you mentioned it. We'd, we'd all rather not have to deal with it right now, but that's not the world that we're living in. And if it if it does make a difference and it does help save some lives and keep some people healthy, then, yeah, it's a sacrifice that has to be made by everyone, not not just NFL coaches. And and, and the mask, you know, I mean, like I said, it's, it, it's a choice, but there are requirements. Pe- uh, professions have required it, but – if the coaches are doing it, maybe people follow suit. Is what I, That's all I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's important to have a consistent message for sure, yes, especially yes. if it's a, towards a, a common goal that we can all kind of agree on, and that's getting rid of this COVID crap and getting back to normal at some point in the future for sure. So, well, Butter, let, let's talk ahead or look ahead, I should say, and talk about the week four matchups uh, in some of the games that we've picked out and we kind of like picks and want to want to make some uh, uh, predictions on. But, you know, we always start with the Thursday night game, uh, and I don't know that this is a game, got to love that sound, um, that we would prefer to make picks on, but this is the turd sandwich that the NFL has given us on Thursday night this week. But the 0-3 Denver Broncos <laughs> traveling to take on the 0-3 New York Jets. I mean, someone has to win this game, right? I mean, shit, I don't know. There was a tie last week, so maybe the, both these teams, it ends in a nil-nil Bring tie. Bring the toilet paper, uh, the shit bowl. Yeah, my my goodness, an ugly, ugly, ugly matchup. You know, this this line opened up. The Broncos were favored at one point, minus two, and now I think the line has moved to where the Jets are, are, are a, are a one-point favorite, kind of a pick em, if you want to call it that. Over-under is 40 here, the total on this one, so expected to be low scoring because both these offenses are terrible. Uh, your thoughts on tomorrow night's game, Thursday night football, Butter? Man, I like the Broncos. Um, I think it's going to be an ugly game. I think both of these teams are have been hit by the injury bug and uh, are kind of dumpster fires. <laughs> yeah, the Jets lost Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Jamison Crowder's been out. Uh, the Broncos yeah. lost uh, Cortland Sutton, and uh, they lost it, uh, Drew Locke, quarterback. So, yeah, it, and big it, injuries. And it's yeah. it's not because they're rebuilding or they're 
their programs or, or teams are like in or corrupt or anything. It's just because they've had a, a lot of injuries. But uh, I expect Melvin Gordon, I mean, I expect him to run the ball. I expect him to run the ball well. You know, I mean, I, I like the Broncos. Um, I think they will. I think they'll win the game. And um, I like the Broncos defense as well in this game. I'm going to go against you here, Butter. Call me crazy. Uh, but give me the Jets in this one. Uh, again, it's almost a pick them. Uh, I would, I would lean, I would lean towards the under here. I know forty is a pretty low total. That um, I think this has got a twenty to seventeen, seventeen to fourteen vibe written all over it. And um, you know, quarterback play. I, I don't know if I should say this, but maybe I trust Sam Darnold a little bit more than uh, Brett Rippon, who's going to be making his first start in the NFL. I think he's been. I think he's been announced he's going to start this week for the Broncos. Is that right, Boise State kid? First one to 19 wins the game is what you're saying then, huh? Uh, Yeah, well, first one to 13 might win this game, to be honest with you. So I don't expect a lot of points here. Uh, Both both these defenses might be a good fantasy pick, and we'll talk about that here a little bit later on. But uh, let's move ahead to Sunday, Butter. In in our team, uh, noon kickoff, Cleveland Browns coming to town. Uh, to take on our Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, total here is 56-55. Depends upon what, what book you're looking at. But um, Browns have looked good the last two weeks, right? They've been able to run the ball with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Uh, Cowboys offense is is really good. I don't think there's any question there, but the defense uh, is, is questionable. But uh, your, your thoughts on Cowboys and Browns this weekend? Um, I like the Cowboys. I like the Cowboys to cover. You know, I mean, I think their offense is really, really, really good. Thing is, I mean, they've got a lot of different playmakers. They got Elliott, they got Prescott, a slew of wide receivers to throw to. On the other hand, but I mean, I, I do like, I love Baker Mayfield. I mean, he's the OU quarterback. Um, I, I am actually glad that he has got two really solid running backs behind him, and they've able, they're able to run the ball like they, they have been. Um, but I do like the Cowboys in this game. Like I said, I love Baker Mayfield, but I mean, I like the Cowboys to win this ball game. I think the Cowboys win the game, but I think it's going to be similar to some of these other Cowboy games. <laughs> I think it's going to be close, and so if if you're going to give me the four and a half, uh, I, I give me the point. I'm going to take the Browns and the points here, but I like the Cowboys to find a way to squeak this game out. You know, maybe the greasy backdoor covers in play here to where the Cowboys are up by you know ten. Uh, late in the fourth quarter, and the Browns get a get a sloppy touchdown at the end that don't really mean a whole lot. But for the cover of the spread, I could see that scenario kind of unplay or unfolding, I should say. Uh, but uh, yeah, the Cowboys need to win this game. Uh, they they need to be two and two uh, when it's all said and done. Again, two and two is probably going to be good enough for uh, first place in the division when it's all said and done after Week Four. But uh, they need to find a way to win this game for sure. Okay, let's go on to our next game. Uh, who do you have in the Steelers versus the Titans? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got that one on the board. We go ahead and cross that one out and put a line through it, right? So um, we, we'll hold off on a pick uh, in the Steelers-Titans game. Again, two, two, three, and 3-0 teams, right? So it was going to be one of the marquee matchups for this weekend, but we'll hold off on making a pick until we get a little more uh, of a definitive stance on when or whether that game will be played this week. So we'll put that one in the hole, and maybe we'll come back to it. But – Jumping to the other end of the spectrum, Butter, those are two 3-0 and o teams, two 0-3 teams that this might be a loser-leaves-town match, right? So you think about the old-school wrestling, and Butter and I are big wrestling aficionados as well. Uh, you know, I, I can assure you that. So, But to uh, be the man, you got to beat the man, and I'm saying, woo, right here. Right here. So the Rick, right Rick, Rick Flair will say right here, right now, this is a loser-leaves-town match. The Vikings at 0-3 heading down to Houston to take on the Texans at 0-3. Butter, 
I had the Vikings to win the NFC North. You had the Texans to win the AFC South. What the hell's going on here, man? So uh, one of these coaches has to be fired after this game on Sunday, right? Classic toilet bowl matchup, it sounds like. I don't know who I am more surprised that is 0-3 out of these two teams, um, the Vikings or the Texans. I guess I'm more surprised by the Vikings because the Texans' schedule has been so tough, right? They open up with the Chiefs, it has been Chiefs, tough, yeah. Ravens, and Steelers, man. I mean, that that is that is not an easy slate. Now, I, I wouldn't have picked them to be 0-3. I would have thought maybe they'd win one, one, one of those yeah, games. One and yeah. two, yeah. Uh, but that, that's a tough opening, opening slate for sure. And so Vikings, uh, Vikings, the underdog in this one, they're getting three and a half points. The Texans uh, favored in this one at home. The total 54 and a half, but... From a betting perspective, Butter, who who do you like in this one? Where where do you go, man? I uh, you know what what are your thoughts here? Man, I'm gonna have to go with the Vikings. Um, I like Dalvin Cook. I like Kirk Cousins. I mean, I think I like Jefferson. I mean, I think that they figure out a way to win. I mean, even though I mean, like I said, I picked the Texans to do really good this year, but man, they have just. Um, but well, both of the teams are under the expectations through Week Three. For some reason, I just don't think the Texans find a way to figure it out. And that is kind of a bad deal down there because they have the talent. Uh, they have uh, Deshaun Watson. They've got David Johnson. Their receiver talent is not as, as, is not as good as it was when they had De- DeAndre Hopkins. But, I mean, they still have talent. I mean, the, the, the defense is usually pretty good. But, I mean, they can't figure out a way to win football game. I think the Vikings figure it out this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I lean towards the Vikings in this one. Uh, they they somehow found a way to lose to the Titans last week, and I, I think they get they right the ship. And, and Texans had a big lead on the Steelers too, right? And Steelers kind of come back and win that game too. But I I tend to. I don't know. It's crazy to think that maybe I have more faith in the Vikings, but I think the Vikings' running game uh, has 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 a little bit more pop to it uh, than perhaps the Texans do. Uh, and the I think ju- the emergence of Justin Jefferson, uh, Thielen hasn't had a great start to the season thus far. You got to no, you know, question what's no. going on there because that guy's been a fantasy stud for the last couple of years as well. But uh, maybe this is the week that he gets on track. But I well, I would lean towards the Vikes here as well. Well, I mean, another thing you think about, too, is like, you know, I mean, the Vikings lost Stephon Diggs. You think more Adam Thielen becomes even a bigger fantasy option, you know. But, I mean, right now through three games, it's like he's like really took a step back. I mean, so, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's um, the running game. I mean, it hasn't got going as like they thought it would. Maybe Kirk Cousins is not making the passes that, they need him to make. I mean, or maybe it's just a mixture of things. Maybe they're not running the plays. But I mean, the only bright spot, uh, if there is any bright spots on the on the Vikings, it's not Kirk Cousins on the offense. I mean, Dalvin Cook has had some solid games, and then Justin Jefferson had the had the big game last week. But I mean, that's really been about it. I expect Dalvin Cook to have a big game in in this 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 matchup if Dalvin Cook has a big game then the Vikings probably win the game I think that's a fair assessment but you know let, let's move to the the afternoon slot butter so the four four thirty eastern three three thirty central time uh the marquee matchup there the New England Patriots traveling to Kansas City to take on the defending Super Bowl champs the undefeated three and oh Kansas City Chiefs uh, who are coming off a huge win 
uh, an impressive win, I should say, against Baltimore on on Monday night. But uh, KC favored by seven points here, six and a half, depending upon the book that you're at. Total on this one, 53, 53 and a half. Do the Chiefs keep it going? Do they stay undefeated, Butter? Uh, Can they find a way to overcome Cam Newton and Bill Belichick. And, and what is Belichick, or Belichick, I should say, going to have up his sleeves? I know he do, normally doesn't wear sleeves, uh, but what what's, uh, <laughs> what's what tricks is he going to have for Patrick Mahomes and that uh, vaunted Kansas City offense on Sunday afternoon, bud? I will say this, man. I mean, I like the Chiefs to win this game, but um, I expect – I mean, I don't expect the Chiefs to cover. I mean, I expect the game to be like a 35-30 to 30 ball game – which is about like what the Patriots have have done against um, their other the other teams that they've played. The I mean, Seattle last week, yeah, yeah, it was a close game. Yes, it was. I mean, I, I think Cam Newton. I think he has a big game, um, which he has been kind of off the radar, but he's been a fantasy stud already this year. I mean, coming back from his injury from last year, I mean, he has been an absolute stud. I've I've actually got him on my team. I mean, but I can't start him because I have Dak Prescott and I mean I start him every week but whenever Prescott's on a buyer has a uh an unfavorable matchup I will definitely start him but I mean I, I expect to be a 35 to 30 game I mean I I think that there's going to be a lot of scoring uh, but I think the Chiefs are going to be too much in the end um I expect it to be a one possession game like I said 35 to 30 but it'll be a, a great game of two really good coaches two really good quarterbacks um I think there'll be a lot of offense. So, yeah, I, I would tend to lean towards the Patriots in the points on this one as well, right? You can give me that, give me the hook there. If I if I can get it up to seven and a half, that would be great. But if it's seven points on the spread uh, come Sunday afternoon, I, I'll I will definitely take the Patriots in this one. Um, I think you're right. I think this is going to be a close game. Uh, I think I, I may lean towards a little lower scoring affair. Uh, than, than what you've stated, Butter. So maybe more of a 28-24 uh, uh, type of matchup here, maybe just under that total of 53, 53-and-a-half. Kind of like the Chiefs-Chargers um, game. Yeah, 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 a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, but I, I could see the Patriots keeping this thing close, kind of kind of you know shortening the game a little bit, uh, trying to keep that Chiefs offense off the field. Uh, and, and Belichick has a way of, of being able to kind of do that. And, and obviously he has a battering ram to a certain degree with Cam now, right, kind of extra running back uh, that yeah, he can lean yeah. on as well. And so it wouldn't shock me if uh, – you see Cam run the ball a little bit more in this game than what uh, we've seen the last two weeks, although he ran the ball quite a bit uh, in the first week against Miami, I think. Well, I'll tell you, like, a stud last week for the Patriots was Rex Burkhead. You know, my old Nebraska guy, you know. The Patriots, I mean, they've got Sonny Michelle. Sonny Michelle, uh, I think James White, I think he was out last week. Because yeah, he was. Yeah, uh, he was out. His uh, One of his family members passed away. Yeah. And then you got Burkhead, but, I mean, like, You've got like a three or four headed monster right there. So this Patriots offense is different than what we've seen, right? The last five, 10, 15 years under under uh, Tom Brady, right? They're they're a little more multifaceted, right? And so I think from a Patriots fan perspective, um, you know, you might be a little more excited, a little more juiced about this offense moving forward. Some of the options and things that they can do. Uh, it's not quite uh, having to win ugly or having to win with such precision. Uh, a little bit more of a, a room for error here, for lack of a better term, because I think they're a little more dynamic on offense for sure. But uh, uh, speaking of dynamic offenses, Butter, uh, the other big game in that uh, three three 325 central spot, uh, four 430 uh, eastern time slot, is that of the uh, Buffalo Bills heading out west 
this weekend to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. Again, be the second game in the Raiders' new uh, Allegiant Stadium there on the south uh, end of the Strip. Uh, but two pretty good teams here, man. So, and two pretty good offenses for sure. Uh, Josh Allen and Derek Carr kind of squaring off in this one. But uh, uh, who do you like in this one? But are Bills are a three-point favorite. Total on this one, 53. Who do you like in this game? Uh, I like the Bills and Josh Allen. Um, I think it's going to be a quarterback duel uh, between Josh Allen and Derek Carr. Um, I also think that um, Singletary and Jacobs will both get their touches. Uh, I think the Bills, I think that they win, you know, I mean, maybe 30 to 23, something like that. Uh, I think they definitely cover the spread. The Bills, you know, I mean, like they're, they have a really good defense and um, I've expected them to, to blow teams out. And I mean, like they've had a lot closer games than than what a lot of people have expected. The the Raiders are a, a very, very tough squad. I mean, they they're kind of one of those teams that uh that play everybody tough. I mean, they've got a good running game. Um, they've got good wide receivers and tight ends that can catch the ball. I mean, both of these teams have really good offenses. So I mean I I expect it to be a one possession back kind of a back and forth game. So No, I, I'm with you. I, I lean towards the Raiders here for some reason. I, I don't know why. Again, maybe the Bills have gotten away with a game here or there. Uh, you know, they kind of squeaked out the last two weeks against the Dolphins and then certainly squeaked it out against the Rams last week, although they got up to a big lead and kind of pissed it away. But yeah. um, I, I kind of maybe like the Raiders in this one. So give give me the Raiders and the points at home. Uh, and, and, again, I think it may be a shootout when it's all said and done. But uh, I, I lean towards uh, uh, the Raiders on this one. But let's move to Sunday night, Butter. The 0-2-1 Eagles – uh, traveling out west to take on the two and one 49ers. Again, 49ers have been snake bit with injuries, uh, but they found a way to get a big win against the Giants this past weekend. But Eagles, six and a half, seven point underdogs here. Uh, total in this one, 45 points, give or take. So probably a relatively low scoring game here. But I mean, it, it, we're getting close to must win territory for the Eagles, right? So they, they have to find a way to win one of these games. Um, otherwise, they're going to be too far behind. Maybe they're not too far behind that NFC East division because it's so bad. But my goodness, if they go four games winless, uh, that that's not a good look for a team that a lot of folks picked uh, in preseason to win that NFC East division. But your thoughts on this one, Butter? I like the Eagles in this game. I think the 49ers, I mean, they're they're still shorthanded with all the the injuries that they they have had, I mean, I, I don't think the 49ers dominate this game like they did against the Giants. Um, I think the Eagles uh, go out there. Uh, Sanders is going to be able to run the ball, and uh, they take care of business. I, I'm with you. I like the Eagles in this game. Uh, call, call me crazy. Um, the more and more I think about it, the more and more I think the desperation factor kicks in. And again, I think the 49ers, those injuries kind of have to catch up to them at some point, despite the fact that Nick Mullins, again, very capable backup quarterback, uh, looked great this past week uh, against the Giants for sure. Uh, but I, I, for whatever reason, I, I'm going to take the Eagles and the points here. Uh, wouldn't shock me if they win the game straight up, uh, but, but I'm definitely going to take those seven points. But uh, let's, let's move to Monday night, Butter. Again, 0-3 Atlanta Falcons. 3-0 and Green Bay Packers. Uh, Packers are a 7.5-point favorite right now as a, as of recording. Over, under 57 points, give or take, somewhere in that ballpark, depending upon the book you're looking at. Expected to be a high-scoring affair. And given what we've seen from each of these teams the last three weeks, I don't know why we'd expect anything less. But 
Can the Falcons get off the schneid here on Monday Night Football in Lambeau, Butter? I'm going to let you pick this one first, bud. Uh, I'm going to see if you are going to go with your your favorite right here or not. Uh, you got I am, the upset special or not. I like the hook, man. If I can get Falcons plus seven and a half, uh, I'm going to take it. And so I do like the Falcons to cover the spread. Wouldn't shock me if they win the game straight up. Again, I think that desperation factor, like what we talked about in that Eagles team, uh, has to kick in at a certain point. And, and the law of averages has to come into play, right? So they, they've been in all three games. They found a way to lose all three games in the fourth quarter. Um, it wouldn't shock me if the Falcons win the game straight up, but I definitely like them getting seven and a half points uh, up at Lambeau. And, and I, I'd like it to be a high-scoring affair, right? This has got 34-31 written all over it. Uh, whoever gets 34 points, I'm not sure uh, just yet, but uh, give me the Falcons and the points in this one, Butter. You said 34-31. I mean, I was just thinking 35-31 would be my score. Um, I, man, I mean, the Falcons eventually have to figure it out. Um is it going to be this week? You know, I mean, who knows? I mean, they're going to be going against um, Aaron Rodgers and that high-powered offense. I mean, and not, not a good week to get that defense no, in line, is, right? it is so. not. You know what I mean? But like I said, I mean, I I like the Falcons and the points. Um, you know, maybe they can slip up on them, but Aaron Rodgers has looked really, really, really solid. I mean, he's got uh, a good running game. The defense looks like they're playing a lot better, which the Falcons – their defense has kind of been kind of uh, obsolete this this year. I mean, if the defense could figure figure out their identity and help the high powered uh, offense out of the Falcons, I mean, you know, maybe they could start winning some games. But if they cannot figure it out, I mean, it's probably bye bye for Dan Quinn. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I think this is a must win game. So if they they find a way, especially if they lose it in some sort of shocking collapse type fashion, as what we've seen the uh, the last two weeks, uh, then I think Dan Quinn is probably looking for a new job uh, come uh, a Tuesday morning. Given that this is a Monday night game for sure, but uh, we'll we'll see what happens there. But. Let's make some picks from a fantasy perspective this week, man. So, uh, how, how did we do last week? Uh, yeah, I'm glad you asked. Uh, and so let's uh, let's kind of recap it here uh, from our our picks from last week. And uh, uh, you you kicked my butt last week, and I made it a competitive game this week, butter. So I by my calculation, and we we kind of go by a, a, our scoring system here. But uh, uh, butter just beats me 159 to 154. But it really boiled down to defense, and defense wins championships. But Butter Butter went with the safe pick, the Colts against the Jets. Uh, the Colts win that game 36-7. to I got cute and took the Giants' defense against the 49ers, and the Giants, uh, again, shit down their leg and lose that game <laughs> 36-9 to to an injury-riddled uh, San, San Francisco 49er offense. I didn't even think they were going to have be able to field enough guys to start a um, uh, starting offense. Uh, the Giants' defense just uh, uh, collapses upon themselves, and that was the real difference in the game. I actually outscored Butter. Uh, through all of our quarterback, running back, and uh, skill position picks, uh, in addition to kicker too, I had Justin Tucker. He he scored a lot of points uh, on Monday Night Football for the uh, Ravens. Uh, but um, the defense was the big swing. I think the Colts' defense was worth like twenty-seven points, uh, and the uh, Giants' defense was worth like minus four. And so that that was the difference uh, in our picks uh, for for Week Three. 
in layman's terms, I'm going to bring back an old saying: they mess themselves. <laughs> yeah. The the uh, for week three stats, the Colts were the number one fantasy defense in week three, and the Giants were dead last, number thirty two. And so that was uh, again, I got too cute and tried to outthink myself there. And so I'm going to try to correct that this week and uh, uh, maybe maybe make a little more uh, uh, streamlined picks uh, as we get into it for this week for sure. But uh, well, let's get right into it, butter again. You're the winner. You're two and zero against me now through the, through the first couple weeks of the pod here. But uh, you get honors. Who are your two quarterbacks uh, for Week Four? I mean, I like Dak Prescott and I like Russell Wilson. Um, I'm going to keep going with Dak until he kind of. It's, it's been me, a good pick through three weeks thus far. He lets me down. Uh, Russell Wilson. I mean, man, he's been phenomenal through the first three weeks of the year. I mean, he's the. He's the go-to guy at the Seahawks. I mean, just led the Seahawks back uh, against our beloved Cowboys. So, I mean, both of these guys, I mean, I think are our fantasy uh, plays week in and week out. So, No, I, I like those picks. And, again, it's hard to go wrong with Dak Prescott right now. I mean, he's just been cooking, right? So, and that offense is really, really good. It's whether uh, the Cowboys' defense can kind of catch up and uh, – um, uh, give them some breaks here and there. But uh, give me my two quarterbacks this week, Butter. Uh, give me Lamar Jackson of the Ravens. They, I, I like him in a big that's bounce a, back a week. Yeah. Um, they kind of have that uh, regional rivalry against the uh, Washington football team this weekend. So Baltimore and D.C. being relatively close together. Um, I think the Ravens bounce back and play really, really well this weekend. And I think he'll be at the heart of that. Put up a lot of stats and a lot of touchdowns. And then give me, uh, along the same lines, a guy that's going to have a bounce back game. Give me Kyler Murray, uh, the Arizona Cardinals quarterback. They go across country to take on the Carolina Panthers. Again, a Carolina team that got a big win against the Chargers this past weekend, but a Carolina team without Christian McCaffrey, uh, that's not a good football team. Let's let's go ahead and be honest. I think uh, Matt Rule is going to be a good coach, and I think they will get there eventually, but um, I think the Cardinals have a big bounce back there. So those are my two quarterbacks for week four. But uh, let's go to running backs, Butter. Who's, who are your running backs for week four? I like Aaron Jones of the Packers, and I like Ezekiel Elliott of the Cowboys versus the Browns. Well, I will share your pick with Aaron Jones, um, and then give me Alvin Kamara uh, for the Saints. I think the Saints taking on the uh, the Lions this week, um, and, and I think it's going to be in a dome, fast track. Both those teams are playing. Um, uh, the, both offenses, I think, are pretty, pretty good uh, for the Saints and the Lions. And so I like Kamara to have a big game there. And I think you have Kamara a little further down your list now that I'm looking at it here as your flex guy. And so I think uh, we share a lot of similarities at that running back position uh, in Alvin Kamara and Aaron Jones uh, for sure. And, again, Zeke Elliott, he needs to have a big week for the Cowboys against the Browns. So I won't argue with that pick for sure. But let's go, let's go wide receiver, Butter. Who are your two picks at wide receiver for week four. I like DeAndre Hopkins of the Cardinals, and I like DK Metcalf of the Seahawks. And hopefully DK Metcalf this week does not showboat before he gets into the end zone. <laughs> yeah, for fantasy players, he should have had another touchdown yes. last week against the uh, the Cowboys. And like again, a 65-yarder. Yeah, it was, a, it was a long one for sure, and Diggs kind of pops it out as he is getting ready to cross the, uh, the goal line there. But no, uh, give me Mike Evans. Uh, of the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, had two touchdowns last week, but that was really it. He didn't get a lot of targets, and uh, he didn't have a whole lot of other catches outside that. Uh, but they're they're taking on the uh, uh, Los Angeles Chargers this weekend. I like Mike Evans to have a big weekend. I think he'll, he'll see more meaningful touches. Again, he's always going to be a red zone goal line target for sure, uh, but I think he's going to post more yards this weekend as well. And then also give me Calvin Ridley. Again, we've talked about that Falcons offense. 
Um, you know, it's a it's a must win scenario for them uh, on uh, on on Monday night this week, and, and so you would expect the, that uh, Falcon offense to have a big game there. He's been arguably as good, if not better, than Julio Jones, no, which he's again, better. Uh, yeah. he's kind of, you know, uh, I think most folks kind of think of him in a sidekick row to Julio down there. But uh, from a stat perspective, he's been uh, just as productive, if not more productive, than uh, Julio for the first three weeks. And so I like Calvin Ridley to have a big game on Monday Night Football at Lambeau uh, for sure. But let's let's go tight end, Butter. Who's your tight end? I, but, uh, oh, okay. Before we get off, before we get on tight ends, I mean, is. Uh, Devontae Adams and Michael Thomas, are they coming back this week? Or have you really heard anything about them? Uh, I think all those guys are listed as questionable okay. right now. So I okay. don't think it's been, you know, kind of one of those game time decision type things. So I think fantasy guys, they'll have to, you'll have to monitor uh, Twitter and ESPN and all the other outlets out there right up until kickoff to kind of see if those guys are going to play or not. Okay. Well, this week uh, for tight end, give me Travis Kelsey. The uh, do-it-all, die-hard Chiefs tight end. Yeah, hard to argue with that pick. A super productive player. I, I'm going to go down the list a little bit. Give me TJ Hawkinson, uh, Detroit. Uh, again, I expect that to be a high-scoring affair. Stafford lo- loves um, his tight yeah, end. <laughs> up in the dome against New Orleans. I think both those teams are going to score a lot of points. And so uh, he's been a great player out of Iowa, right? They made him, I think he was a first-round pick a few years ago, if I'm not mistaken, a couple years ago. Uh, and, and so he he's every bit uh, the offensive weapon that they hoped he would be, so long as they can keep him healthy. Uh, but I like Hawkinson to have a big game against the Saints uh, this weekend uh, up in Detroit. But uh, – a flex position, butter. So I mentioned earlier, uh, you you like Alvin Kamara, right? So uh, and, in that same Saints Lions game, so uh, great pick there. I'm not going to argue with you on that one. My flex pick uh, for this week, butter. Give me Joe Mixon of the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Um, you know, we talked about you know his touches have been somewhat limited because the Bengals have been behind, uh, behind so often. So he you know he's not getting a whole lot of touches. Uh, Joe Burrow's getting a lot of the uh, the passes there, but they play a Jacksonville team this weekend in Cincinnati. I think this is an opportunity for them to get their first win. Again, got a, got a tie uh, this past weekend against the Eagles, but uh, wouldn't shock me if Cincinnati wins that game against the Jaguars, and I think Joe Mixon will play a big part in that. So so give me Mixon as my flex guy for this weekend. But uh, kickers, butter. So kickers are people too. Uh, who who do you like as your, your kicker this weekend? I like Justin Tucker uh, of the Ravens. I mean, I think the Ravens, they're going to have a bounce-back game uh, against the Washington Football team. Um, I mean, I think they're going to have a bounce-back game. I think they're going to score a lot of points, whether it be extra points, whether it be um, field goals. I mean, I think, like I said, they're going to move the ball. They're going to move the ball well, and they're going to score a lot of points. So, Again, i got a lot of fantasy stock in this game, but give me Matt Prater, kicker for the Lions, in that Lions versus Saints game. Again, I expect it to be high scoring. Uh, probably get a couple field goals and, and several extra points as well, but uh, I like Matt Prater at home in the Dome. Uh, which is where kickers uh, feel feel most at home for sure. So give me Matt Prater as my kicker. There won't be any wind. No, no <laughs> wind and a lovely seventy two degrees. But uh, again, defense was the difference this past week, butter. So uh, who who's going to be your defensive pick uh, for week four from a fantasy perspective? I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos versus the uh, New York Jets Thursday at night. The Jets. Yeah, at Thursday the night Jets. Game. 
Yeah. Uh, again, probably a pretty good pick there, right? I think both those offenses are terrible. So either defense may not be a bad pick, but if I, you're going to make me pick one, I'd probably go with the Broncos for sure. But uh, um, I'm going to go with some chalk this week, Butter, given that the defensive pick uh, bit me in the ass last week. But uh, give me the Ravens hosting the Washington football team, right? I think uh, they're going to get after uh, Dwayne Haskins, and that Washington offense has been um, has had issues, right? So I think the defensive line's really, really good. They're really young. They're going to get better for sure. And I like what's coming to together there for Ron Rivera, but I think they're a couple years away. Um, but I think the uh, the Ravens are going to be mad after that performance on Monday night. I think they're going to be motivated, uh, and I like the Ravens to win big against uh, regional rival uh, Washington on on Sunday. So give me the Ravens um, in as my defensive pick uh, here in Week Four. Well, Butter. I think that just about does it, man. For our listeners out there, Butter, they can follow you on Twitter at Jeremy underscore Van Curen or AKA. The Fantasy Fessional. That's right, and that's Fessional without the pro, ladies and without gentlemen. Without the pro. That's right. Well, again, brother, appreciate you being in studio as always. Uh, look forward to doing it again next week. And while this will wrap it up for this episode, gang, the conversation does it in here. To keep it going and to keep up with everything we're doing over at the Sports Pros Network, check us out at fantasysportspros.com or on Twitter at sports underscore pros. And remember, that's pros with an E. P-R-O-S-E. Enjoy the games this weekend, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Take care.